What's this one? Fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> it's on Works of the Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at week 22, works of the flesh versus fruit of the spirit. I think a lot of people are looking forward to this message because <laughs> of the fruit of the spirit. But why? I mean, what, what, what is it? This is the, this is what people do with Galatians. It's, it's like they pull out this one little thing and say, I really like this. And we overlook <laughs> everything that came before it. We there, talked in our GC about how this is the home decor verse. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. We were talking about having home decor with the works of the flesh. Oh, that'd be great, right? Right. And we talked about that too, right? I think, yeah. In this house or in this family, we give grace. We do this. We forgive. In this house, we engage in debauchery. Yeah. Uh, hashtag enmity. <laughs> Strife. But but people do. They... they they come to, this is what we do with like most books of the Bible. And this is one of the problems of the beauty of being able to have a verse, right? Chapter five, verse 16, chapter five, verse 20. And you go right there and it's, and it's great. But what it causes us to do is parcel out this letter in a way that Paul never intended. And so it's like, oh, I love the fruit of the spirit. And these are my verses rather than looking at Everything that Paul has done, all the theological work to get to the point of why he talks about this, mm -hmm. because this is the result of walking in grace, understanding what God has done that enables us to begin to restore relationship in our body. And we take the fruit of the spirit and where it is personal God spirit does these things, but it's meant to be an outward working movement. And if you want to just take verses, Paul bookends the whole thing at the beginning of walk in the spirit. You will not gratify the desires of sinful nature. So it starts with walk with the spirit and you won't focus on the flesh. And at the end, you know, you walk with the spirit, you'll live in step with the spirit, meaning this is what the fruit of the spirit brings. So he bookends it with walk with the spirit. That's how you actually do this thing. Mm -hmm. So why don't you talk about the works of the flesh v fruit of the spirit and how, like, how do they, how do they compare? Well, depending on how we translate the works of the flesh, there's 15 or so of them. And there's nine in regards to the, the fruit of the spirit. And Paul is almost juxtaposing the things against each other. Uh, when he talks about the fruit of the spirit, it's, it's singular. It's not plural. Here's the fruits. It is one thing that each thing kind of moves into the next. Not that you have 100% of every single one, but they all work together. And if one deteriorates in your life to not be in there, all the others will deteriorate as well because they're meant to all go together. And so I, I really, I, I like that Paul just doesn't say, you know, focus on one. Like one of the things I'm going to come down to at the end of it is how do you walk in step with the spirit? How does this happen in our lives? And, and I'm going to say, if I gave you guys one thing, then you would focus on that one thing and not Jesus. If I said, oh, you know, if you read your Bible half an hour a day, people's goal would be to read their Bible half an hour a day and not Jesus. If I said, oh, pray half an hour a day, the goal would be to pray half an hour a day and the goal wouldn't be Jesus. And all those things, which can be good things, if they're not Jesus, can become idolatry. Where's the spirit lead? Jesus says in, you know, John, he says, the spirit wants to glorify me. So the spirit, his desire is to lift up Jesus. So if we walk with the Spirit, we're going to want to lift up Jesus. 
I think going back to the checklist, like you were saying, reading your Bible half an hour or praying or whatever, it, it can be tempting almost to view the fruits of the spirit as like a list as yeah, well. Like, right. Do I have love? Do I have joy? Do I have peace? Like that's the litmus test. And, and really that's not where Paul's going with this. Like this is the natural is it okay to say manifestation? <laughs> Natural yeah. manifestation, or like that's a very different meaning in this culture. Um, manifestation or expression of living in grace. I also like that Paul, when he talks about the works of the flesh, because the whole time he's been talking about works, right? Works that we do. And now he gets to this place and it's like, and the works of the flesh are these things. And it's almost like he's referring back to all the ways that we try and follow the law. Because the more law focused you become, the more those works of the flesh are going to want to rear their head Hmm. and come in to your life because you're trying to do everything apart from who Christ is. Isn't there a value though of judging the fruit that you (laughs) see in the mirror? Like, doesn't that help? Yeah. But that's not your focus. I think it... It's obviously helpful to know what it is. Otherwise, Paul wouldn't have included, like he wouldn't have included a list, but it's, again, it's different to look for the fruit in someone's life as opposed to your your rightness with God hinging on that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So how do you help lead uh, your family, your GC towards walking in the spirit as opposed to checklist i think what you could ask is so if we had to put wall art on the wall based upon your life what would the hashtag be yeah so what does it mean to examine your life and look for the fruit in a healthy way as opposed to an unhealthy way it's not that we're perfect it's not everything's 100 percent. but these are the things that the spirit is birthing and so therefore when fruit starts it starts really small And then it starts to grow and gets bigger and bigger before it actually becomes ripe. And I think that we need to also allow, as Paul's talked about the entire book, the grace to acknowledge that growth where it is and rejoice in that. And I think maybe in our GCs when we talk about that, maybe a good thing to do is to talk to one another and and say the growth they've seen in one another. If they've been around for any length of time and say, you know, I've seen this growth in you. Maybe if people talked about the place where they feel like they struggle the most with the fruit of the spirit, and then maybe other people could say, you know, I've seen you struggle in that, but I've also seen the growth because of this. And so you could maybe encourage one another in that mm-hmm. of the growth that God is doing and celebrate that. Oh, and that'll be encouraging and uplifting and not just, oh, I'm, I'm not living up to this list. I'm so bad. So Michelle, how would you lead, going back to the other question, how would you lead? people towards walking in the spirit. I think you, you raise a good point about you can use the fruit as an entry point to examine the, the underlying beliefs because it is the belief that drives what we see in our lives. And if there is fruit that is not in alignment with what, you know, Paul says the fruit of the spirit is, it, it's a good opportunity, I think, to dive deeper fruit to root exercise. We've talked about that. And ultimately it all comes back to the gospel. It sounds repetitive, right? Cause that's what all of Galatians is about. But I think when we, all the Bible, it, it's the spirit that testifies the truth of the gospel too. And so I think when we, we have that return to the gospel and rest in what Jesus has done, that is a natural result. Walking with the spirit 
entails a a quietness before him because we want to listen to how he's leading. And I think sometimes we don't. And I know that's probably one of my really big issues with walking with the spirit is I, is I have determined in my head what that looks like at the moment for myself rather than allowing God to lead me and convict me in the places I need to go. And if we're walking with the spirit, it leads us directly into places of glorifying Christ and centering our lives back upon the gospel. See if this helps. The, the, the overall thing I think in the fruit of the spirit is people tend to see the fruit of the spirit as the landing point. Like if you had a, if you had a base on the moon, you finally taken off and boom, you land your rocket ship on the base. It's not. The fruit of the spirit is just another piece in that transition to how to live together with one another in the mess you've made of your churches. I think if you want to land somewhere, you're going to land what we're going to talk about next week in burden bearing with one another. Mm. Because, you know, that's where this is going. You're not going to burden bear one another. Burden bear. Bear burdens. I'm the burden bear. <laughs> I mean, that, that this, the fruit of the spirit is what directly goes into that. The, the very last week of this, it's going to be a longer message because it goes back and deals with the cross the entire time. I really like uh, gentleness mm. because gentleness, you know, we think it's being, oh, I'm going to pet my dog really softly. But that's not <laughs> gentleness. It's, it's that was of, the hand motion in e-families, by the way, for gentleness. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. But, but see, so so here's, here's the problem. Like we, that's how we keep telling people what gentleness is, but that's not what the word actually means. Mm-hmm. In earlier cultures, they would have understood it. But in ours, that's what we've relegated to. Gentleness is humbleness. Mm-hmm. And so humbleness is a thing of not having to feel like you have to perform. Mm. You can just be who you are. Many times I think that we, we walk into places and we start thinking of not a self-forgetfulness, but a self-focusedness. I, I use the, the story of me and it was in second grade. And I had the chicken pox and I was out for a couple of weeks and I came back and all the kids were lined up outside of class because you used to have to line up. I don't know if you still do that before you get in. So we're all, they're all lined up and they see me and they're all, Aaron. And I'm like, people like me. Oh, yay. And mm. uh, and so I start running towards my friends and it just rained and there's, you know, at Miller School, so this big dip in the blacktop oh, no. and I slipped and fell face first oh. right through the puddle and I had to go back home for the day oh. <laughs> and and I thought oh my goodness I'm so embarrassed they're gonna think I'm such a dork and when I came back the next day they're all gonna make fun of me nobody remembered it nobody cared who cared me mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people do we we focus on our failures of the places where we've fallen and we think everybody else all they do is think about us and the place where we failed and nobody most of the time cares mm-hmm. we're the ones who care and we put that on everybody else and so a gentleness is that self-forgetfulness it's a it's a gentleness with how we are viewing others and how they view us a gentleness with how we view ourselves and it allows us to not be so consumed and just simply begin to live in a way that focuses on who Christ is. So it's more humility. Yeah. That's in, in this context, in this, it's more humility. Okay. Interesting. So you know what I say? What? I say live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Excellent. And if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. (laughs) You're not under the law. So try to walk in the spirit with your GC. And as we move forward, 
uh, and wrap up Galatians, Michelle wanted to take a moment and talk about what is coming up in the next. Yeah. So we're going to have another round of quick connect groups coming up for this upcoming series on forgiveness. So the series is 10 weeks long. Sure. <laughs> he hasn't read it all of it. I am writing it right, <laughs> right now. It's three show. weeks. Right now. It's three weeks. <laughs> three weeks. That's all we know. Three weeks. If we series. stop there, <laughs> it's going to, it's kind of heavy. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be really good. I'm, I'm really, I'm excited. So quick connect groups are these low barrier, um, short term groups that are great opportunities for people to come get connected, a place where they can come uh, discuss the sermon content a little more, uh, form relationships, learn how they can get better involved at Element. And I'm really excited for this next round because I think uh, the topic of forgiveness is so rich and practical and accessible because who doesn't need to forgive or be forgiven? The, these groups are going to run from when the series starts in July, the week of July 16th through the week of September 3rd. So um, our, I am looking for potential leaders. So if there's anyone listening or anyone in your groups or you think this would be a great short term leadership opportunity for them to co-lead a quick connect group, please let me know. We have a guide. We have meetings before and talk about what it looks like. Um, so there is support for the process, but we're looking forward to it. And then the very last week of Galatians, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a longer message. I'm picturing a Smokey the Bear-like mascot. <laughs> can you work on that? <laughs> yeah. Only you can bear one another's burdens. <laughs> Only you can prevent burnout. I'm Burden Bear. Berenstein. Berenstein.